Welcome to The Living Room, a cozy place of candid conversation. We're a group of women in various ages and stages of life. Join us for thoughtful discussion with a side of humor. We chat about everything from parenting issues to life balance, what matters most, and how to make it happen in everyday life. Settle in just to listen or feel free to add your comments online at www.fromthelivingroom.com. And now, your hosts for today's show. Hello, hello, and welcome to The Living Room. We are delighted that you have joined us today, and we are also honoring you for all of the ways that you have connected with us thus far. This has been such a fun journey. It has been so great to connect with you on Facebook, on Instagram, and uh, also for the comments that you're reaching out and sharing with us. Thank you for joining us on this journey. We are excited and delighted to share this show with you because we all have those moments. We all have those times where we think, what if? I think to myself all of the time, what what if I could just go back, re-record, and start over? Kind of like those old VHS tapes back in the day, or cassette tapes, where you would sit around forever and you would say, okay, you know what, I didn't get it right, but the next time the radio comes on, and then so I would rewind, and then just hit record over. And so today we're going to talk about those moments where we have that five-minute do-over, where we really wish we could do something else. Connie, why don't you start with your story? Well, it was funny. I was at the salon where all good things happen, and my stylist was talking (laughs) about this accident that she had had. It was the goofiest thing. She was coming off a it wasn't even very high. I think it was a foot that, that she actually had fallen, but that's about the height of it. And she just, she fell and she got a cut, but it was this thing that would not heal. And then she had to have this Ivy pack and she's a stylist. So she's on her feet all day mm. and had to carry this around. And it was months and going to the doctor and it was just one thing after another. And she said, you know what? I wish I could just take that three minutes and just do it over. And I just went bing. And so I texted everybody and said, this is a great idea for a show because it got me thinking, what would I do over if I had a little magic wand? And and as I started thinking that, you know what's funny is that some lighter moments came to mind, but then some serious ones came to mind too. And I thought, isn't it funny how we kind of have that mix of wanting to do over some of the funnier things or softer things, but then some of the deeper things. So I think we're going to talk about some of those things, some of the lighter things, some of the deeper things, and we'd love to hear those from you. And you know, I was so excited about this show that I forgot to introduce everyone who's here today. And before we do, <laughs> uh, because it's so great, we're going to just yes. take a little three-minute do-over right? <laughs> yeah. and pretend like we're just starting. But let's just introduce, before we do, we are going to hear some, some people who are not with us today. We are honoring Heather, who just had a beautiful baby girl. Yay. And so she is not with us for this show. And um, Jody, who is on vacation. But we are joined by me, Michelle, Christy, Connie, Jana, Kate. See, we can just roll with it. And it's exactly. I love that. That was a perfect. Yes. It's just we have those moments. And like you said, some big, some small. And I'm excited to be talking about both of those today because I think we have those. And so I'd love to ask you, ladies, what are some of those moments in your life, the light, the funny, where you thought to yourself, oh, gosh, I wish I could do that again, either because you um, wanted to relive it or because you knew you just made a little mistake and you just wanted to make it right? So I just thought of this, and this is one of my most embarrassing, just a funny one, but, well, not funny at the time, but I had gone out on a date with a guy, and um, he was actually a really good friend of mine, and we'd been friend for a long, friends for a long time, and then we went on this date, and um, I think it was a few dates later or something, anyway, he kissed me, and it was awful, <laughs> and, and I 
oh my gosh. And I sent to my friend an email and you can see where this is going. Anyway, I told her how awful and, and I don't know who, you know, he thinks he's God's gift to women and all this stuff. And he really needs to realize that he, you know, it wasn't that great and all these things and sent it to him instead. Yeah. <gasps> oh, I just nice. about died. That's and there was nothing yeah. that I could even try. And then it made it worse. Cause I tried to fix it and be like, somebody sent it. And then finally I'm like, I am an idiot. I am so sorry. And I'm like, <laughs> we can try again. It's just like trying to be like, make it worse and worse and worse. And anyway, he had the best attitude about it. He was awesome. And Maybe it brought him down a few notches, so maybe it's good, but bless his heart, that's not the way that you should have to hear that. So yes, I would that's have loved great. to do that over. Yes, Christy. One of my five-minute do-overs happened about 12 years ago when I had a tiny little baby, and she was my oldest baby, and I was in the middle of that uh, new baby, I don't know what I'm doing, I'm exhausted phase, and the door knocked. And there were some gentlemen neighbors of mine had shown up at the door with my mail. And I opened the door <laughs> and I said, oh, thank you so much. And do you want to come in? And they didn't want to come in. And they were acting very strange, like they oh, wanted no. to get away. And I just wanted to show them my beautiful baby. And I thought, they're just really weird. And what's wrong with them? And they turned around and, and left. And I shut the door and I realized... Not only did I have two huge milk stains on my white t-shirt with no bra underneath, but I was in my underpants. I have some underpants, white t-shirt, milky boobies. Oh my God. I, just, I just said boobies. Okay, that is a serious deal over. And you know yeah. what's funny is that's, that's funny. the kind of stuff I dream about. And I, know, I no. love that that happened to you. And All you those things happened to me. I, it just happens. Yeah. It's so great. I love that. I love that. That is wonderful. I'm Gianna. <laughs> you know what? My half do over, half confession. I actually do this do over. I'm kind of a food snob, and when I eat out, as much, even at restaurants, I do this. If I go and I order something with really high expectations, and then I'm super disappointed by the food, I go home and I make how it was supposed to taste. I'll go oh. home, even like I'll go to a party. The clam chowder wasn't good enough. I'll go home. Oh, this is clam chowder. Oh my gosh, I wish I was your neighbor. I'm like, oh my your gosh, but at a restaurant. Oh my gosh, that was so not a good salad. Here I go. You know? Oh my. <laughs> Gosh, you must be so talented then. Okay, we need to have a dinner. Yeah. That's what we need to do for the living room. Oh, man. Oh, just, yeah. I think Don't this is like, that's crazy. That's your daily life. It is yeah. crazy. It is crazy. No, it's full on crazy. We, we are not crazy we can benefit from. We're not sanctioning this. Do not try this at home. No. But wow. We no, wish you everyone were. No, it's a curse. It's a curse. Don't, don't be this. Yeah. Yes. I know one thing I wish I could do over is we were going to, of course, a church function, and you would think that I would be happy. It was at the holidays. Nothing worse than a church function at the holidays because your holiday spirit just goes right out the window so but we were supposed to bring everyone's supposed to bring these desserts and I was in the phase you know when you're kind of young married and you're trying to prove yourself all the time and I wanted to show what a great cook I was because I wasn't and so I wanted to make this awesome dessert that I'd seen this lady make and she'd said oh it's so easy just do it like this that was my first reflex but anyway it was late we were trying to take off I remember and I was waiting for this cake thing to to get out of the oven because it had to cool before I organized it and assembled it and I was yelling at my kids and I was hurrying and I had the thoroughbrow <laughs> for a church function you know in the holidays and then I take out the cake and I burned my my hand oh, and I still have it I call it my Martha so scar because if you're familiar with the Bible oh, yeah. with Martha and Mary yes. and um which I love I love both of them they are just marvelous and two sides of each of us this Martha Mary thing 
But um, I was so focused on trying to impress people that I burned my hand. And I was, of course, even more mad. And then trying to hurry and get everybody dressing out the door and assemble this dessert so everyone could go, ooh, ah. So I get there, and it was in this big room where everyone was facing one way, and the table for the food was at the back of the room to everybody's backs. So you walked in, you put your dessert on the banquet table totally anonymously and went and sat down. So the the irony of the whole thing is that nobody even knew that I had made this beautiful dessert that I had been yelling at my children. And I wish I would have taken that do-over and turned it back and put first things first and stop worrying about that. And I really, I mean, it was just so symbolic of all the times that I've yelled at my children for things that really don't matter. So to me, that's kind of a symbolic do-over. Every time I do that with my kids, I think about that. Well, not every time, but I often think about that and think, I'm doing it again. So, mm-hmm. Well, no, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And I think that you know, for me, I've had so many of those experiences where I want to do them over and not the least of which was the time that my husband, my then not fiance, but just boyfriend who had waited for four months before he ever kissed me. And of course I was thinking in my, thinking to myself, there's something wrong with him. (laughs) Um, but he told me he loved me and he held my hand before he ever kissed me. And then when finally he go, he said he was, he wanted to kiss me and he's like, okay, I'll meet you halfway. And we were sitting in the car and I went and I started to laugh (laughs) and and he was like totally broken. Okay. Oh, of course. And of course, but for me, what what I wasn't laughing at him. I was laughing because I had been married before. It had been a long time since I had kissed somebody. I never thought I was gonna ever kiss somebody again. And in that instant, like all of those emotions came back and came out in a laugh. And, and then he was and then he felt bad for a couple of days and took us some time to get over it. And I thought, gosh, if I could just go back and redo one moment. But luckily he still loved me um for that. But I still think about that. I think about those times where I say something and I don't, and I don't mean it. And and similarly, like I try really hard not to say mean things and not use words, um, letter titles in, in reference to my kids. But one day I said to my husband, that was kind of a jerk thing to do. I didn't call him a jerk, yeah. but, you but I got as close as I possibly could. <laughs> right? Legally. Yeah. And You're better still... than me. My husband has heard that probably one too oh. many times. <laughs> I'm worse. But I felt bad about it because he's never, ever called me a name. And I, Aww. so that's the thing where you're like, okay, stop, rewind, do over. And so here's the question, ladies. The question is, is I know that our human brains want to go back and fix some of these instances, but how can we keep ourselves from living in the past? And how can we mm-hmm. use these opportunities to help us say, okay, you know what? That might've happened. What can we learn from them? How can we make them better? Mm-hmm. Kate? I just would love to read this awesome quote and I do not know who said it. So I will find out who said it and put it on our site, but it says, there's a lot of things that we all wish we could have done differently. But if you spend too much of your life trying to change the past, your biggest regret will be that you spent your life wishing to change a done past when you could have been changing an unwritten present and future. So I love oh, that. That's you're, nice. I love that. I love what you're saying because we do. So yeah, what? And then what was your question? Sorry, because I just just how can we how can we learn from some of these circumstances and really live in the present and the future so that they're not keeping us in the past? Christy, I think the way that that happens best for me is when I take those do over moments. And I give them meaning. Mm. So instead of living with regret, if I take whatever lesson I learned into the future, um, I am very sharp-tongued sometimes. I'm an intense person. I'm very direct. And often people don't communicate that way. And they're especially women. They're a little bit softer. And it's hard for me sometimes to be soft. And I've had lessons even recently where I think, wow, 
look at my sharp tongue and look at what it's done, but I can't go back. So there's no use beating myself up over that. But if I can take that into the future and uh, soften my tongue and soften myself, but it really applies to anything. Whenever I have a do-over moment, I think, okay, how can I use this to improve myself and improve uh, the way I am with other people? Mm -hmm. I love that. It makes me think a lot of that vulnerability that when we're like that with people, I don't know about you guys, but when someone is like that with me, then whatever's been done, I I'm so ready. You get almost childlike and you're so ready to forgive and say, it's fine. It was good. Cause you can tell their tenderness that they are sincere. And I find this with my kids. They teach me this all the time. I just along that same line of this do over of how I treat my kids. Just yesterday we were trying to do deep clean and we were trying to hurry and get stuff done because we're all going to go play at Lagoon. And it was this were a hurry, hurry, hurry. And, and I was getting really frustrated because they were not functioning because what it's the start of school or something. And so anyway, I found myself, my, my temper was getting a little sharp and I was speaking a little unkindly to them in the sense of, can we please focus on what we're doing? Can we please? And then I just pulled it back and I said, guys, I'm sorry. I apologize. Mom's doing it again. I need to pull that in. And, and I apologize. I'm sorry. I appreciate your patience with me this morning. And it was so tender. My 12 year old turned to me at the sink and she goes, well, mom, we appreciate your patience with us too. And we gave each other a hug and it was like, cue the music. Okay. It was just one of those wonderful moments. But I feel like when we're vulnerable and we own it, just like you were saying, when we own it, I think it makes it so easy for people to just let that go and ourselves let it go. It's gone. It's in the air. It's it's a done deal, and we are moving forward. Mm-hmm. Appreciate that. Shannon? No, thanks. You know, I have some regrets with our oldest son. You know when you're a first-time parent, you just uh-huh. don't. Oh, oh don't yeah, You're still so practicing, <laughs> right? You're, you're so It's always the oldest. I oh. know, right? Okay, sorry, interjection. And We've told our kids, $3,000 for therapy. When you get married, we call it good. Yeah. You can't blame us for anything more. <laughs> yeah. We spent way more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've already done it. Yeah. So anyway, I had... Um, I was a working mom, and I remember this one day when he came into my office and said, I just feel like you're happier if I'm out of your hair. Oh, oh my God. And I bet all right. kids have a felt that. Oh, through my heart, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and another time, this same child, I realized much later, was struggling in school and kind of needed some help. And I got a call from the school one day, and I didn't quite know how to respond to it. And I just desperately mm-hmm. wished that I'd pulled him out. And just taking him to lunch. Mm. Just, you know, yes. it's okay. They don't have to stay at school. Yes. You can get him out. You yes. can take him to lunch. Yeah. You can bond. Yeah, right. and but it's so, a first-time parent. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. you're clueless. Mm-hmm. So now with the other kids, I actually do do that. And I do try and remind myself, no, I need to be present when they're here. I don't want them to feel like my work's more important. And I also have pulled the younger ones out of school. And I do but take it, them to lunch. And, you know, and, and I don't so feel fun. guilty. No, no, not at all. Because I know that I'm redoing a regret. And so I'm reversing that. Well, and I think we some, some of us have those instances in our lives where, you know, even, we can even go as far as, you know, there are things that I want my kids to do because I didn't do them. Yeah. And, yes. like, I start mm-hmm. to live through my kids, mm-hmm. and I start to have my kids take on my regrets as a, as a kid. And they're little. I mean, I've got five- and seven-year-olds I'm already putting in stuff <laughs> that I never got to do. Oh, and then gosh. thinking, wait a minute, that that's not their thing. That's, that's my yes. thing. And trying to acknowledge some of those instances where my old do-overs that I didn't get to redo. I'm trying to make sure that my kids don't instead of letting them kind of lead. And so one of my takeaways in life has been, hey, listen, you know what? We have all, like, 
I, I say this because I love this, but we have to honor our path in a certain way. And that what somebody else is doing and what somebody else has done is not the path that's for us. And so we have to decide and own that as humans, we're going to have those instances that are going to keep us in like even some of those changing moments. Like I love the movie Inside Out. If you haven't seen it, yes. it's so cute with those core memories. And I have some of those core memories, good and bad, that have helped me form who I am. And I think that that's the purpose instead of going back and saying, I wish that hadn't happened, but honoring what that is to teach me something. Kate, did you have something you wanted to add to that? I was just going to say, I love that you said that. And I think allowing our kids to have do-overs or not, or live without a do-over and how do you Mm -hmm. fix what you just did? Sometimes Mm -hmm. we don't want our kids to have the hurt we have from, Mm -hmm. from a something that we wish we could have done. So I just love what you said with that in Mm -hmm. that regard, because I think we need to allow them to see that you can fix something. Yes, you said something mean, but go Mm -hmm. fix it. And you can't take back what you said, but you can make it better. Yes. I know that it's really easy for us to say, oh, don't live in the past and we can't go back and do it over. So let's, you know, just move forward and do better. But does anyone else here have the problem of really beating yourself up mm-hmm. over regrets? Mm-hmm. And how do we how do we not do that? I um, love this quote by Ralph Waldo Emerson that says, finish each day and be done with it. You've done what you could. Some blunders and absurdities have crept in. Forget them as soon as you can. Tomorrow is a new day. You shall begin it serenely and with too high a spirit to be encumbered with your old nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, love that. Beautiful. That's one it's, of my favorites. Yeah, I, it, love it. I love that quote. And I have it on a magnet um, in my room that reminds me, just finish each day and be done with it. But I'm really bad at that. How I really want to pose the question, and I hope this is okay, Michelle, how do we let it go? No, absolutely. But I also think I know that some of those instances, in like I said, in our human experience, where we've made a mistake was also there to be one of our greatest teachers. Yes. And so we have some of those things that in our head we really wish could be a five-minute do-over, but they ended up being the five-minute lesson that if that we know, hey, if this couldn't happen or if this didn't happen, um, it was to teach me something and I need to learn from that. And so I would love for you to share some of those. Um, and maybe, Kate, we'll start with you. Yeah, um, my, so we've kind of talked about some obviously lighter lighter do-overs, but I love what Christy said is there people who, you know, do we beat ourselves up with guilt for something that happened that was heavier? And, and I have one instance, if you ask me, is there a five-minute do-over in your life that always comes to me and probably always will, but um, it was my best friend and I were seniors in high school, and we had come up with this fun kind of thing to tell people every good thing that came to our mind. And I talked about this before on another show, but we just realized that we always have thoughts going through our heads as, as people. And we should say those there's bad and there's good, but we thought, what if we just got brave and said every good thing that came to our mind? So we would stop people and say, Hey, I've always thought you were so nice. or I've always thought you were so cute or I love your smile or whatever it was, but it had to be genuine. And so it really started to become this neat thing that we did. And, and we started to make a lot of friends and, and it was awesome. And anyway, this one day we walked into the high school and I remember turning to my friend and I said, that boy, there was this boy sitting with this group of friends and he was probably a pretty popular kid and really cute kid. And I didn't know him. He was a junior and I was a senior. And I turned to my friend and I said, um, who, by the way, was very, very cute. Everyone liked her and she was a student body officer. So she was really well known. And anyway, and I turned to her and I said, 
that boy is so cute. I've always just thought he was darling. And she said, I have two. And we both at the same time said, we should tell him. And for whatever reason, instead of saying something, we just walked on by. And I don't know if it's because I didn't know him at all or what, but I remember it came clear as day for me to say something. And it came to her clear as day to say something. And I remember I just kind of looked at him and kept on walking. And anyway, that night, my best friend who had been walking with me um, called me on the phone and she was sobbing. And I said, what's going on? What happened? And she said, Kate, do you remember that boy from earlier today? And I said, yeah. And she said, I, I just heard that he killed himself tonight. Mm -hmm. And I just sunk to the floor and started sobbing. And uh, it killed me because I could not... Um, let go of the thought that I knew I should have said something. And for somebody to say, well, it might not have made the difference, didn't matter, because it really could have. Because why would I have had that thought if it couldn't have made a difference? And so obviously, it was hard to not beat myself up about that. But, and obviously you realize if somebody is struggling with those thoughts, a lot of times it, it could happen anyway. But it was also his little brother's birthday that mm -hmm. day. And I just thought, what if it had been not on his brother's birthday? Or what if... You know, he had just remembered two high school girls that were older than him, anything. And anyway, it killed me for a really long time. But the blessing that came out of that was that I can guarantee you, I never missed another chance when somebody, and here I am almost 20 years later, 15 years later, and I still, if I see someone in the grocery store or at a restaurant or randomly, I stop them because I just remember that story and it's impactful. And I just say, hey, what a cute little kid you have or what a good mom you are or I love how you just did that or what a great dad or whatever it is because I can't bear the thought of not saying something when somebody maybe needed that and maybe it's something that could save someone's life so it is exactly one of those things that you wish you could do over but at the same time um, it has taught me one of my life's greatest lessons. Thank you, Kate, for sharing that. I appreciate it so much. Um, Connie, what were you going to say? Well, I was just thinking, oh, sorry, it's tender now. It's, tender, uh, yeah. it's a cry fast, grab <laughs> Um I was thinking about what, between what Chrissy said and Kate said. I think, too, there's so much that, um, that happens to us in life, things that we do or that we're a part of, and then things that happen to us, and we wish that those things could be done over. And he had choice that maybe didn't, even relate to you or not. You had a hand in it, but he had a choice. But I think the beauty of do-overs that are a little bit more serious is that the thing that we can do is that we can see what was our part, what can we do differently in the future, and we honor that experience by, like you said, doing it differently. And that, that changes us. It, be, it makes us a better person. And then the part that we can't control, maybe it's, I think of dear friends of mine. I mean, maybe, maybe it's divorce or maybe it's um, abuse or maybe it's just horrible experiences that they were forced to go through. You think about people like Corey Ten Boom, who was yeah. in a concentration camp. That was nothing to do with what she wanted, but could she want to do that over again? Most possibly. But I think the great thing that comes out of that are two things. One, what are you going to do with it? you see what a voice she was for change, for awareness, for the love of, of Jesus Christ. She, whatever your beliefs are out there, that she recognized there was a way to get that feeling out of her and to reclaim that love for other people that was genuine and true. And my personal beliefs are, are in Jesus Christ and the atonement and what that means of making that 
He takes care of those things that we can't control. He wipes that clean and says, are you doing your part? Then I'll do my part. Whatever your personal beliefs are, I think that's where we find that ultimate comfort. It has to come from a place that's deeper than just us saying, okay, I'm going to put on my little notes. I'm going to change this today. There's a deeper place that will clear that out, that we can move forward with peace and with a, a comfort and a knowledge that does fully change us to a deeper level. And I think that's what's wonderful, especially as as women that we can share when we're sharing experiences just like this there is a comfort that we can share of oh that was painful and I wish it wouldn't have happened but it did and this is the control that I can have uh, these are the things that I can do with it I love what that's are you going to do with kind. it that's yeah. an awesome question yeah, that's a great takeaway yes Christine regarding the agency part um, we can use our agency but other people choice yeah choice um, but other people can use their agency and they can make choices um, for myself when that has happened to me the thing that makes me not want to do over those really painful experiences I have um, one specific thing I'm thinking in particular that for many years I had a lot of anger and questioning as to why why this why 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 and um, recently I was able to talk to a friend and she was suffering with the same thing. And I was able to go be with her really in the depths with her the way nobody else could because other people had not been in those same depths. And I was able to talk to her and to listen. And that made it make sense. And so if we can take those times um, when other people use their choices and, and use them to help other people, then we won't want them to be do-overs. It's awesome. Well, and I love that because I think that I remember, you know, as a, as a mom, I, I struggle with all kinds of guilt and all kinds of things. You know, I, I'm, I work, I have some other things. I I work from home. And so I see my kids a lot, but I have those instances where if I am going to an event, I feel guilty that I'm not home with my kids. Or if I make a choice not to go, then um, I'm, I feel guilty that I'm not there in that moment. And so we all have those moments and we have that guilt. And I remember a friend saying to me, You're, you know, guilt is a choice. When we're talking about that agency, oh, oh, guilt is Dang a it. choice. Oh, well, <laughs> there goes my ultimate excuse. Yeah, yeah. Right. There goes my manipulating and, children. But you know what? I think guilt can be a great teacher, but guilt can also take us down the wrong path because we can spend so much time feeling bad about something or um, feeling like we're not worthy because of something happened, happened to us or because we made one of those gargantuan mistakes. And so we have to somehow in those moments allow these experiences to teach us and be what their ultimate teaching is and then acknowledge that um, just like we, as much as we wish we couldn't go back, we can still waste, it's not five minutes, it turns into five years and then it turns into 10 yeah, years and then it turns into 20 years where then we have to say, hey, listen, how long am I going to let something that I cannot change um, keep me from being the person that I want to be and to move forward with that. Oh, that reminds me of that story. It's about, oh, it's it's a famous story. So famous, I can't remember who said it, but <laughs> it's about the, the man that was seen in town and he picked up something and he was later accused of stealing something, but it was a oh, piece of string. Oh, it's Guy de Maupassant, a Think, little I knew piece of string. No, yes. a little piece of string and he I spent his whole life. Yes. But it was a piece of string. It was just a piece of string and nobody cared. But he kept holding on to that. But it was, don't you understand, that's what the story was. It was, it was mm -hmm. a piece of string and that really was the truth. But it, the point was that 
it didn't matter anymore. He was holding on to that, that it, it was gone. It was in the past. Mm, yes. Um, does anybody else have anything else that they want to add before we close this up today? This has been such a great discussion. Thank you so much. I, I just hope that if you're listening in and if you have some of those moments that you're hanging on to, that you can take just a few minutes to think through some things that you can do to learn from those and to move on. And I also think this is a great opportunity where sometimes our biggest do-overs are just saying I'm sorry and acknowledging and, mm -hmm. and fixing some old relationships that I have found that holding on to the burden, holding on to being right um, has often kept me from being the kind of person that I need to be. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing your stories and sharing those things. And we invite you that as that this ultimately is the conversation where we stop, talk about giving yourself some living room, giving yourself that opportunity to go back, to allow yourself to be that human, to forgive yourself from things in the past, to acknowledge those things that are in your no control column that you can't fix because we spend so much time in that column of things we can't do that we're not doing the things that we can. And that at the end of the day, while we all have those experiences, they're not dragging us down but that we're learning to let go of those things and so that we can be free and free from burdens to do, to go and do and be the people that we want to be. I know that when we live in the past, we're keeping it. And I wanted to read this quote. There were some great quotes, but this one that um, I think really fits with what we're talking about today. Um, it's from Edna Ferber. And she said, living in, living in the past is dull and lonely business. Looking back strains the neck muscles, causes you to bump into people not going your way. And I think that's so true. We miss the opportunity of the people right in front of us and the present that's there when we're spending so much time on worrying what's in the back. So as you have those opportunities and those things that are coming up for you today, we invite you to fix them, correct them, um, and to give you and yourself and your family some living room. While we're talking about all things fun, traditional, and getting excited about the holidays, I hope you'll check out host Connie Sokol's Christmas Kisses and Echo Ridge Anthology. Connie, tell us a little bit more about that book. Oh, it's so fun! If you're wanting to curl up by the fire with a fun, clean, cozy romance, we have five authors that got together said, let's create this great book. And it's an anthology, five fabulous authors, a place called Echo Ridge, and all the things that go on there with romance and faith-filled and people and redemption and people really getting that holiday spirit back. And so it's on Amazon.com if you want a really fun Christmas read. Awesome. And check us out at fromthelivingroom.com where we'll be sharing more information about Christmas kisses and Echo Ridge Anthology. Thanks for coming to The Living Room. We hope you've enjoyed listening, laughing, and learning something new. Join us for our next show. And in the meantime, give yourself and those you love some living room. <laughs>